It's the new adventures of Psycho Dad. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Right, ton take it easy we're on the air here dude i am taking it so easy right now you seem like you're a little frazzled hey it's the five count speaking of frazzled i'm a little amped up ton is here for the 17 year and one week anniversary yes how's it going tonight 17 years and one week and here we are still being awesome yeah well we're trying you know it's just a thing that we decided early on we're gonna try to be awesome we've been sticking with it doing our best and someday we're going to get there nice ton it's, i mean i thought we were there already oh i mean uh ton's been there since birth like that george thorogood song yeah he's been bad been bad yeah <laughs> yes the head nurse spoke up about it and everything yeah i said leave this one alone wow me i've just been here in the shadows Standing on the coattails in the shadows. It's all right, dude, because you know what? You have also achieved greatness. It only took 17 years, but here you are, pal. So you think, like, now, finally, we're here in greatness? You are definitely in greatness land. Look, at, Listen to your voice. Can you hear uh, your own voice right now? Can you hear the cheesecake clogged uh, in my throat? Yeah. Can you hear that, gentle it's just, listeners? It's so unbelievably beefy and just, wow, hunky, hunky beefy type voice. Hey, speaking of hunky and beefy, it's Father's Day weekend. Yeah, it is, dude. Father's Day with the five count. I'm excited about that. Happy Father's Day. I'm sure I'll probably have nothing done nice for me, but everyone else, I hope your days are wonderful. It's not true, Ton, and I'll tell you why. You're going to have some nice stuff done for you tonight. Oh, really? Because we're going to play some songs for you. Oh, yeah. We'll play some songs for your daddy. Dude, I knew I could count on you, Dust. Daddy! (laughs) Oh, man. How awesome. Hey, guess what else is happening tonight? No idea. We have a special guest. Really? An exclusive interview. It's Father's Day. So guess who we've got on the show? The father of Tybo, Billy Blanks. Wow. That's Uh, amazing. Yeah, it's happening tonight. How on earth did you even line that up? Well, you know, I'm 
basically was kind of the prototype for the program. Oh, really? He looked at me and said, damn, I wish I could look like that guy. Really? Yeah. Hey, I got an idea. And then that it the whole thing snowballed from there. from there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. A lot of people don't know that. I had no idea, dude. But now that you say it, the resemblance is kind of uncanny, honestly. Well, uh, we'll hear all about it from Billy Blanks. The physique is spot on. Listen, he was in Tango and Cash. I would actually say, however, that you, I think, are a little more cut than him even. I mean, Billy Blanks, like, looks good enough for television and marketing things, but you are on, like, another level. Like Mr. Universe, for sure. It was kind of like a reverse Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Where they had somebody posing as me, Mm -hmm. but not because I wasn't good enough, because I was too good. They thought, man, if we have that guy on the... VHS covers and the posters and stuff, people are obviously going to know that they could never attain that look. Exactly. So we don't want to scare them off. Let's get a ripped dude who's like buff and in good shape, but not like me. Yeah, dude. Like, See, that's a real thing. Let's give them, you know, a chance. Because with you, it's like so cut that the people, especially in that time period, people just give up and they don't want to have anything to do with it because they know that it's just too much. They'll never get there. So they get just turned off. So it was mostly a marketing thing. Yes. It worked. I mean, everybody bought the Tybo VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. Your mom probably had some. I don't know. Probably has I some. mean, if she had them, she probably hit them under her bed or whatever. I don't... I I'm don't guessing remember. about 30 million people bought the tape. About 28 million people sold them at a garage sale when they realized that they couldn't commit. Yes. And then another 28 million people bought those tapes. Yeah. So, like, you're looking at 60 million people almost who these tapes have traded hands. That's very possible. And Billy Blanks is on the show tonight. That's awesome. As I mentioned, he is in Tango and Cash. What a guy. And, uh... I don't remember that. He's in Tango and Cash? He's in the last Boy Scout Really? And he's in uh, that what? movie Back in Action with Rowdy Roddy Piper no, from 1996. Dude. No. It's a thing. Where was he in Tango and Cash? I think he played like inmate number three or something to that effect. I'm going to have to rewatch this film now. You realize this. I figured you probably already had it on repeat. Uh, it depends. I mean, for a while I did, but... Can we talk right now about your new entertainment center? Yes. Where you watch nothing but Tango and Cash on your VCR? Yes. Did you see the VHS collection that I had that I sent to you? It was quite impressive. Cliffhanger, Lockup, like all Stallone movies, basically. Do you have Tango and Cash? He, With, he, yes, dude, yes. It says here on Wikipedia he played uncredited prison thug. Wow. But he was in Blood Fist. That's crazy. Remember Bloodfist? I had no idea that he was in that many films. Do you remember Lionheart with Jean-Claude Van Damme? 100%, dude. How would I not remember Lionheart? Well, he's in that movie. Wow. And he plays Billy Cole. Did he fight him in the last Boy Scout? Did he fight him in the pool or what? I think so. Which guy did he fight in the pool? No, it's hard to say. It's been a while since I've watched that. I should have Lionheart on VHS, honestly. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't. I don't understand how I don't currently right now. Yeah, I would really have to deem you and your life a failure at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, people think that they're cool with this vinyl thing, but they have no idea how cool I actually am when I'm sitting <laughs> in my basement watching like a 19-inch Sony Trinitron VHS, right? That's like ridiculous cool. I'm watching movies like Alive, Breakfast Club, you know what I mean? Dude, that's some cool stuff. Serious right there. Perfect Storm, VHS. Can I tell a story that I may have told five other times? Yes. Uh, you know this because we used to be roomies. Okay. Uh, at one point, I probably owned north of 1,000 VHS tapes. Yes. And they were all uh, very obscure, dumb movies that most people wouldn't want. But the joke's on them, Ton, because I waited until they went on a print, and then I sold them all on eBay for buco bucks. Huge money. Huge. Do you ever get upset, though, that you didn't keep some of them? I think I have a few still, but uh, it was a lot of weight. It eats up a lot of your house. It does. Because I had big, giant bookshelves, and they were, like, three deep. Yeah. Couldn't even tell what you had. And I'm also, like, I'm really surprised at how good the VHS that I have um, still looks. Really kind of amazed, because uh, that stuff degrades pretty pretty rapidly, so it'll, it'll start looking crappy eventually. But I still, I've got a DVD player hooked up to the same TV. Have you ever been to the Blue Earth County Library as of late? Yeah. Because I donated a bunch of my VHS tapes there. So I could go check them out? They're probably uh, long gone, maybe in the dumpster by now, but... Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening, and at some point in the last 15 years, if you ever went to the Blue Earth um, Library and maybe rented Wishmaster 2 or yeah, dude. Puppet Master Part 5, it was probably my personal copy. You want to know something crazy? I do. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that both the Rocky Collection and Star Wars I have purchased... At least three times. Maybe twice. I think Rocky, I purchased all of them separately, and then I bought a Rocky box set on VHS. All of them separately on VHS back in the day. And then I bought a box set because it had like a bonus tape. And then when DVDs hit, I bought the whole set on DVD that also came with a bonus tape. And then... I'm pretty sure... I, then I bought it on Blu-ray again, too, and it had another, like, a second... Second... Bonus disc, tape. A bonus tape. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Like, Stallone is really... Part of his retirement is just me buying Rocky films and all the rest of his films. This is ridiculous. I'm sure the $60 that he made off of you probably went a long way. I'm sure it did. This is great typical father's day chatter here's another thing i just want to i just want to put out there so if you're a young person and you're listening to all this him and hawn about vhs tapes <laughs> and you're him saying and to yourself like you found your grandma's old two-head like emerson vhs player you know this vcr and you found some old stupid tapes and you plugged them in to your your like within 10 years old Samsung TV or LG or whatever 
right? Your your fancy new TV. Or maybe even to you, it's not fancy. It was like a $400 TV at Walmart. But you plugged it into there, and you watched some crappy old VHS on some crappy old... And I'm talking like some two-head, junky, cheap VCR that was from the 90s. And it looked like total garbage on your TV. And you're like, why do people, why would you even think it's cool to watch? I'm here to tell you that you have no idea. And you're you're doing it wrong, basically. <laughs> your life? Well, you got to have a forehead VCR, first of all. Secondly, they all look like crap on a new, on a modern set. I've noticed this. This old Sony Trinitron that I have, I have... The VCR hooked up composite video, which is even better than what what we did back in the day. Back in the day, everybody had it just hooked up coaxial, and that's not real great. But I have it just composite. For everybody that doesn't know, that's just the yellow the yellow cable. When you have the cables, that's the yellow, white, and red, the yellow one. And it looks amazing. I'm like amazed at how good it looks on and on a tube set. It kind of blows my mind. So would you say it's similar to all those people who say old scratchy beat up vinyl sounds better, sounds warmer, sounds way sweeter than any CDs or MP3s? You're saying forget the 4K restorations, get an old VHS tape from the library because it'll look better in here. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that necessarily, although... I will say it's the same thing really is what I'm trying to get at is if you're trying to listen to a vinyl record, but you just bought like a Crosley all in one unit, then no, it's going to sound like crap or you're listening to it on your grandma's like console set. It's yeah. going to listen. It's going to sound like crap. If you get a decent turntable with a decent needle and you're putting it through a decent receiver with decent speakers, then it will actually sound really good as long as you have a clean record. Mr. Crosley. I'm serious. You Won't just you have no idea. my vinyl? You got to have the right set of circumstances, and then that stuff will sound good and look good. This is getting deep in the Father's Day weeds. I will also say it's a Sony Trinitron, which back in the day, those were the business. Those were the top, top. And my VCR is also a Sony. Yeah. If you similar period. If you were ever laying in the hospital getting your tonsils out, you might have watched your favorite programs on Tons TV. It's very possible. I think we should play some songs for your dad. All right. Do you think your dad might call tonight? I don't know. Do you think we should call your dad? He probably won't. Hey, it's the five count Father's Day weekend. You could call the five count hotline. Well, not now. You should have earlier when we were recording the show. Like I mentioned online, you jerks. Not Do you. It. Not you, Dad. Do uh, it next time. 507-519-2030. Hey, here's a song uh, about dads uh, for your dad. Now here's a little story about our dad. He calls us morons when he gets real mad. He doesn't wear pants and he sits in a chair. You know what I'm saying? Dads just don't care. know our dad hey don't worry last name goldberg first name murray he takes a long nap and he misses our games most of the time he forgets our names most dads play catch and throw around a ball but our dad doesn't care about his kids at all okay 
Okay, here's the situation. Our dad has a problem with flatulation. He doesn't care about anything for real. I got an A on a test and he said, big deal. He has no worries. He has no fears. He hasn't seen a doctor in 15 years. When he buys a hoagie, we don't get a bite. He says he couldn't care less and he's totally right. And when it comes to hygiene, what do you think? There's no part of his body that does not stink. When we come to our dad and we need to cry, he says you're ruining this episode of Magnet P.I. Can't you see I'm busy and don't want to be bothered? Sometimes I ask God why he made me a father. Now leave me alone and go upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Dads just don't care. Dads, dads, dads just don't care. Dads, dads, dads just don't care. Dads, dads, just don't care. Dads, 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 just don't care. So you think you're big and strong, right?
This is Mark Holton from the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Teen Wolf, Leprechaun, and I'm listening to The Five Counts.
Hey everybody, this is Tim Capello from The Lost Boys, 
and you're listening to The Five Count. Take it away, boys.
I love you, Tung. Oh, yeah. And Daddy. <laughs> Welcome back to the five count. It's Father's Day weekend. It's awesome. Father's Day on the five count. Happy Father's Day, Dust. You know, it's fun, Tung. Sometimes uh, Father's Day weekend falls on the anniversary show weekend, so we don't get to celebrate as much. Really? We don't get to de- dedicate the entire show to your dad. But tonight, we can do just that. Crazy. It's a show for the dads. We're good. I'm happy about it. Ton has uh, just enough chest hair to be, I guess, in the running for best dad. Dude, you know, I've had chest hair for quite a while. And I feel like very much it's gone like somewhat unnoticed. Unless people notice it and just are too intimidated to say anything. That's it. But I feel for me, like, that's it. I feel like there should be more respect for chest hair. Well, the thing is, Ton, a lot of people have chest hair, but yeah. not a lot of people know how to use it properly. Oh, really? Okay. You're not one of those people, obviously. <laughs> yes. You know what you're doing. Dude, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Please. All right. This probably is an unpopular opinion. But I say... What is what is so wrong with body hair anymore? It seems like somewhere in the 90s, things started shifting, and it's like, well, really the 80s for dudes and chest hair, but somewhere this stuff started shifting, and people have weird issues with body hair, and I'm saying, like, it's all natural, dude. It's fine. It's all good. Males, females, I don't want, I don't need to, like, look like I'm six years old forever you know what i'm saying like prepubescent zero body hair nothing that's weird to me i'm gonna be honest with you that's just kind of it's like not my thing like i'm saying for i don't know how i want to be very pc about this but please it is father's day i mean even on a female it's like if they shave everything and it's just like kind of weird i mean i don't mind Ooh, this this will probably start rubbing people the wrong way. Like stubble, um, you mean? I don't mind if they if they still shave their legs. Like I'm fine. Like that's totally cool. You know, nice smooth feeling legs. That's smooth, soft skin. Wonderful. Um, I guess I've dated a person who didn't shave their legs, and I wasn't completely freaked out. But I'm also like not a total total leg person but it you know i was just like whatever you know it's when you really think about it it's like we're just humans and you know like you grow hair and whatever it's you know like my daughter sophia has got hair on her legs i mean it's like blonde you can't barely tell but it's it's just the natural state of things so it's you know i would it's like seems weird even to to, where at some point you got to be like oh no well you're a girl so you got to shave all that off and it's just weird it's weird. It's like, just buck up, dude. Just buck up. Buck up. So what you're saying is that on this Father's Day weekend, if the ladies out there are looking for a potential stepdad. For a real man. Uh, basically, you should be clean shaven from the knee down and from the knee up. All bets are off in Tuntown. No. What? <laughs> That's how I interpreted it. I'm just saying everybody should be more open to just the natural situation of things yeah so ladies out there you should 
not feel bad about being attracted to men with shoulder hair. That's all Tom's saying. I mean, it's saying. just whatever. It's just the part. It's just you know, normal nature type things happening. I don't know. It's on its Father's Day on the five count. It's uh, you know, as nature intended. Playing songs for your dad. Yeah, we are. Got five count mailbag questions, possibly. Might have a voicemail or two from the five count hotline. Yes. We have an exclusive interview with the father of Tybo, Billy Blanks. Oh yeah. Did you do any Tybo as a as a youth? Dude, I did so much Tybo. It was really kind of sweeping the nation. It was. It really was. The only weird part to me was the spandex shorts. You mean because everyone else started kind of taking over your look? Yeah. Felt a bit slighted? Yeah, dude. I mean, I started going to school in the spandex shorts, but then like the big poofy jackets or sweatshirts. That was your thing. Yeah, it was totally my thing. It was co-opted. And then he came out with all the the tapes and doing the Tybo, and then suddenly everybody was doing it. Girls were doing it, and I was like, "What is happening here? I can't now. I got to find a new look." You know, and it's like a real bummer when you got to find a new look. I went to the Jabot jeans for a while, and then eventually, you know, starting into the mid to late nineties, I was trying that Boss, the Boss jeans, you know, that sort of thing. And you know, I mean, it's fine, but. I was a FUBU man myself. It just seems like that I, you know, I didn't get as much attention as when I had the spandex going on, but whatever. I remember your phase when you started wearing those jeans with the legs that were like the size of tree trunks, and you'd step in those puddles and you'd get weighed down because your pants weighed 40 pounds. That was never me, Dust. I must be thinking of some other I guy. I never wore Jenkos. That was me. <laughs> Whoops. That was you. I always got... Kind of tangled up in my uh, wallet chains that were supposed to connect yes. your legs together. Yes, huge wallet chains. The teachers had to help me. Jenko jeans. When I was getting out of the out of the boys' room, they had to help me get dressed because I always got tangled up. Isn't that unbelievable? When I think about that now, dude, people. That's why those dudes were so scrawny that wore those Jenkos. Everyone that wore Jenkos were scrawny because why? Their friggin' jeans weighed an extra forty pounds. It was a lot of work. Yeah, just with all the denim hanging off their waist. Wow. You step in a puddle outside, and then when you get into school, it's like you're wearing cement blocks. It's like 80 pounds of denim. Holy cow. Well, I have to apologize, Ton. I'm one of those people you mentioned earlier. I really just got into Tybo for the fashion. Uh Uh-huh. Was never actually very serious about the betterment of my life. That's a bummer. And the exercise and all that. Well, as we explained earlier, you were already super ripped, so you didn't really need it. I was so ripped, I couldn't move. <laughs> you know one of those guys? Like the the can't walk, can't put on the shirt, can't yeah. wipe? Those guys? Yeah, but I always thought those guys were cool because they got like a chick or somebody that dressed them and stuff. Prepped their food, dressed them up. Cleaned them up. It's like Jay Cutler. Right? Ronnie Coleman. I'm sure they had a chick that prepared all their meals and put their shirts on and stuff are you talking about those gross guys on the magazine covers yeah that have like veins the size of of your normal bicep yeah like car belts <laughs> sticking out <laughs> yes dude yes yuck that's what i'm talking about ton i don't know what you're talking about but i'm glad you're here 
Thank you so much. What should we do? Do you want to answer a question? or Yeah. Should we just like talk some more about gross things? Let's answer a question. I got a voicemail box mailbag type question. I don't know what the hell it is, Ton, but it's from Billy Floyd Shouts. Awesome. What is your preferred style of slush? Icy or Mr. Misty? Also, what is your favorite flavor? Signed, Billy Floyd Shouts. Oh, that boy. one caught Ton off guard. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You opened a can of slush here. Wow. You know... I'm a bit torn myself, I'll yeah, be honest. you're a bit torn. Because I prefer, I think, Icy's. Yeah. But I love the uh, the cups that have Dennis the Menace on them. Yep. So, like, if you could have a hybrid, maybe I'll order something from DQ, dump it out in the parking lot, and dump my Icy in it. I thought technically the Misty, the Mr. Misty, is a, is the hybrid. I guess Isn't I don't it? know. Isn't that a hybrid? Which one has the ice cream in it? The Misty. The Mr. Misty Freeze. Right? I have no idea. I'm going with the Icy and that polar bear with the stocking cap. Looks real sharp. So. That's the one you'd get at like Kmart when you went shopping with your mom and you'd yeah. slam it and then you'd end up drinking all the flavoring out of the bottom oh, and then dude. there'd be like three-fourths of a cup of ice left and then you'd have to put it up like this and try to tap the bottom and then it'd all come out and hit you in the face yeah and you'd have a big red splotch stained on your face for the rest of your <laughs> trip and then you'd have to go to shopco looking like an idiot <laughs> so this is what you love no i don't like that dennis the menace on there mr misty freeze so I was just going to tell, I was going to say Mr. Misty Freeze. That's, that's it. That's the answer. Um, but this is actually what I was originally thinking about, which is the Mr. Misty float. So it's like, I think it's just not blended. I think maybe they put the soft serve in with the icy and then they blend it like a blizzard when it's the Mr. Misty Freeze. And then the float is like, Soft serve just clumped in there like a cone and then icy all around it, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say Mr. Misty Freeze is my uh, my go-to over an icy because I always thought icies were lame. I always thought icies were super lame. You went and you got an icy and all it was was ice with a little bit of flavoring on it, but really you had no flavor. By the time you got to the end, it was just like red water and lame. Did you ever get snow cones at the outdoor pool? Yeah, and they were crap. I stopped. Like, I got it once, and then I was like, this thing is crap. Do you ever remember? Maybe this is just a Lasseur thing because people are kind of dumb there. Uh-huh. Uh, do, you, do you ever remember getting the snow cone, and then the kids would ask for what they called, and this, mind you, was in the 80s, early 90s. They would call it a suicide. Where they would I just don't put remember all that. the different flavors on. And then I would say, why would you do that? It's gross. I don't remember that. Well, it's gross is what I'm saying. Speaking of gross, here's caller one. Caller one, are you gross? Got a little nervous. Hung what, up on you. Well, they hang up? Afraid so. Who was it? I don't know. Did you hang up on them? Ton, I'm a professional. You just kept telling your story. What if they just... Jeez. I don't know, but listen... 
they what would I'm, ask for what was called a suicide. I've where never you would heard spray of that. all the different flavors and then it would turn brown. I was like, why would you want that? It tastes like not very good stuff. Like, why get cherry. Yeah. What's your problem? Get why grape. Would you do that? Are you one of those guys that goes into the gas station and puts like six different flavors of soda in the same cup? No. Why would you? And it was called a suicide. People, well, I don't. That's what people in the sewer called it. That seems offensive. Like nine-year-old kids in 1990 called it that. Can't you just say like, "Hey, can you get me all the flavors, please?" But if you said, "Hey, I needed suicide," they knew what you were talking about. Wow. The 14-year-olds at the snack bar. <clears throat> wow. Done. It's fine. We should probably get to our exclusive interview with Billy Blanks. We had a phone call, but they got real nervous when they heard that you were actually here live. Whoa. They thought they were going to leave a voicemail, but then Ton answered, and they're like, uh, 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 I got to go. Whoa. All right. And Joy Lawrence called, too. Well, <laughs> let's get to this interview, and uh, we'll figure out who was trying to call us. And we're joined on the phone today by fitness guru, actor, Billy Blanks, the man behind Tybo. Hey, Billy, how's it going today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am excellent. Thank you so much for calling me. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, first of all, can you tell the listeners a bit about what you've been up to lately? I, I see you're still teaching some classes and stuff uh, over the last year here. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been teaching classes. Tybo came out in 1999, you know, uh, on video, and I've still been teaching classes all the way up until now. Traveled, uh nine times to Afghanistan, Iraq, training the military, uh, still creating workouts for people on YouTube channel. So I'm still, you know, still involved with helping people get in good shape and teaching people about fitness. Yeah, that is awesome. And, uh, you know, it's been great that you've been able to kind of transition, uh, you know, during the pandemic here over the last year or so. It looks like you were still able to teach classes and uh, get some stuff out there on your website. Yeah, and that's been pretty awesome, too, because, you know, I had a studio, I had a little small gym that I like to teach in because that gives me an opportunity to stay creative and create new workouts. And uh, because I had to close the gym down, I, I started training my daughter and my wife in my living room. So I said, you know, I'm going to create a workout called In the Living Room with the Blankses. So I started working out with people on the YouTube channel, uh, on Facebook, and then Instagram. Everybody started coming to, they started coming to work out with me, not just from here in California, but when I you know, start working out with Zoom. Now I'm training people in 46 countries. Yeah, that is awesome. So can the listeners out there, can they sign up to, to work with you? Do you do that through your website? or? Yeah, all they got to do is go to Billy Blank Virtual Studio. That's Billy Blank's World Training Center. And uh, anytime they want to work out, they can find out my schedule. It's, it's on the website. Go to billyblank.com. And they can get as much information about when I'm teaching classes on the YouTube channel, as well as when I teach class on Zoom. And I see you got a lot of other stuff on there as well. Lots of apparel and, you know, private instruction sessions, a lot of stuff on there for the fans. Yes, yes. They can come on and they want to do a private session. I, I can do that with them. Uh, you know, I, I, my goal is I love helping people. And if, if they want some help in any any uh, part of their life when it comes to fitness and health and wellness, I'm there for them. Well, Billy, you've been practicing martial arts for a long time. When did you put two and two together and realize that you could be turning this into uh, to Taibo? Well, you know, uh, I started martial arts when I was 11 years old. And one of the reasons why I started, I didn't find out until I was 35 years old that I had dyslexia. And uh, find out that, and that was one of the reasons I had a hard time at school. But when I got into a martial arts program when I was 11 years old, 
that gave me a chance to see out of my own eyes that I could be successful. And then it taught me, you know, when I turned 18, I got a chance to make the United States karate team. So I traveled with the United States karate team for several years and won in, was the first American who ever won the national title. I got a chance to compete in the world games, world championships as an amateur. And I won the world championships and I got a chance to uh, compete as a professional. And then I, you know, in 1991, I retired. But as I was retiring, I was creating this exercise. And when it first came out, I called it aerobics. And then I said, you know what? My style of martial arts is Taekwondo. So I'm going to use the word Thai from Taekwondo and then use Bo from boxing. So I put all that together and I created this exercise called Thai Bo. And who would ever think, you know, who would ever think that it would be a worldwide exercise that would revolutionize the whole fitness world? You know, my goal was to help people in fitness, but who would ever think I'd be teaching people all over the world? You know, that's just a blessing. You know, I don't take it for granted. It's really awesome to be able to uh, help people. Yeah, definitely. It's You mentioned um, it's, you know, 20 plus years at this point and, you know, the success you've had with it. And, I remember everyone on the planet bought that VHS tape when it first came out. I mean, that must have been a pretty crazy time for you. Yeah, it was, man. It was, uh, <laughs> who would ever think, though? You know, I mean, I started Tybo in the basement in the projects. Who would ever think that it would be an exercise that would revolutionize the whole fitness world? You know, I just think that, you know, when I went out there and I talked about fitness, I talked about the truth of fitness. I didn't lie to people. I didn't say it was going to be easy. All I said was if you got a will, there's a way. And Taibo would be the exercise that, that would help you out. And a lot of people tried it out, and it changed a lot of people's lives. You know, it gave people a chance to get into fitness programs. It gave people a chance to become fitness instructors. And now you see people doing something like what I do. Yeah, it's definitely great. It's still going strong. Again, uh, Taibo Nation, you can get uh, all the details there and uh, set up, you know, some workouts. And, you know, Billy, I wanted to ask you about your, your acting career and, and how that came about, because I know you were uh, in... Uh, out in Hollywood for quite a while there. Yes, you know, I started with, uh, you know, Catherine Box. She played Daisy Duke in the Dukes of Hazzard. She hired me as a professional bodyguard about 30 years ago. And uh, I, and she asked me to come out to California after I finished my bodyguard work. I went to the Philippines with her for about, uh, it, it ended up about three, four months in the Philippines. We spent time. And then uh, I ended up getting a job in a movie when I was over there because I was her bodyguard. It was a martial arts movie that they were doing and this guy asked me hey you want, you want to play this character in the, in the movie i go yeah that would be awesome <laughs> so that was my first start and then i got a chance to uh come back to california as her bodyguard and i met sylvester stallone so he gave me a little small part of tango and cash and then it kind of opened up my career it gave me a chance to sign a three picture deal with uh universal and i am doing three movies with roddy piper and uh it, which was a real whole lot of fun and uh you know then Tybo came out it kind of took me away from the act because I love action films. It took me away from it. But now I'm getting another opportunity. I'm going to do a movie uh, in the in June, June, toward the end of June, beginning of July. I'll start my first movie. And I'm looking forward to that because, you know, I've been on camera now. You know, I'm, when I first came, had an opportunity to do a movie, you know, I, it, it was blessed to be able to be in the movie. But I really didn't know too much about the camera and acting. But now since I've been on camera for a while, I feel a lot more comfortable about being in front of the camera and doing more things, you know, to uh, make it better. So I'm looking forward to this movie I'm getting ready to do. Excellent. Yeah, that's great. I know you had a lot of roles early on, you know, a lot of martial arts uh, films. Do you have aspirations to kind of branch out and, you know, do other roles, or is that kind of the ones that you enjoy the most? 
Yeah, you know, I did a film and I played a father. I just played a father. And it wasn't a martial artist. I did a film about, well, a year ago where I played a, a Marine officer who had a daughter. And uh, so it, I'm, it, it's a blessing for me to be able to do any any part of a film and blossom out to do something different. It's, it's fun. I did a commercial. I don't know if you've seen it. I did the Geico commercial. And uh, that oh, was yeah. a lot of fun to do. So, And then I just finished the commercial in, in Japan. It's coming out uh beginning of June. I did six commercials for Ge Geico, and it's, uh, again, it's, I didn't play a karate guy, I just played an actor. You know, I, I played Billy Blanks walking into a, a Geico commercial, and they looking for, uh, they were giving a rehearsal, a, a casting spot for a Taibo instructor, right? <laughs> just so weird, <laughs> I got the job. <laughs> awesome. It was funny, man. It, it was so funny. <laughs> Well, Billy, I remember seeing you in uh, Blood Fist when I was a kid, and you know you had some big movies back then: The Last Boy Scout, and you know Lionheart with Van Damme. You mentioned Tango and Cash. A, a lot of big movies around that time. Yeah, you know, I got a chance, like you said, to get my first movie uh, was a movie called King of the Kickboxer, and that actually was Blood Fist. I did with Don Wilson, and then I did another movie, King of the Kickboxer, and then I got a chance to do a, a really big screen movie was Last Boy Scout, and uh, you know when I went. When I went on the casting thing for that, uh, the director always wanted me to do a film with him. It was so awesome to do the film. And uh, Tony Scott, it was Tony Scott. And, man, who'd ever think that I'd beat out all these football players? I played a football player. <laughs> and I, his name was Billy Cole. You know, I mean, some of the top football players in the world went out for that part. But at the end, uh, Tony Scott gave me, gave me the part, man. And I was like, wow. It, it, was, it, was hard to believe. it was hard to believe. You know when you do stuff? You always have dreams as a kid, as a child. One day I want to do this, and all of a sudden, it's standing right here before you. It's hard to believe sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's great. And another one of my favorite films, uh, Back in Action, you mentioned uh, working with Roddy Piper. I wanted to ask you your memories of that. Uh, he seems like uh, he would, would have been a pretty crazy guy off camera. He's an awesome dude, man. I just, we spent time together. He is really an awesome guy. We spent a whole lot of time practicing martial arts. He's a wrestler. And, you know, so he, he would show me some of his wrestling skills as well as I would show him some martial arts things. And uh, we talked a lot. You know, we, when we were on the set, we spent time together. We, we went to Toronto. We did, um, we did actually two movies together. We did a movie called Tough and Deadly, and we did one back, called Back in Action. And uh, it was a lot of fun to work with Roddy Piper. He was an awesome guy, really awesome guy. And I did a film with uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, that TV show. You remember that TV show he used to have on TV? Oh, sure. Uh, Thunder in Paradise, right? Yeah, man. That was so awesome. I got a chance to, we did a big fight scene together. And that, that was, that was always a dream of mine, right? To see, get a chance to meet Hulk Hogan. And then, you know, he always said, hey, you know, Billy, I have to follow you when you do martial arts. I just follow you all the time. And now we're going to do a big fight scene together. And I said, yeah, it was, it was really cool just to, <laughs> you know, just to be there with him too. <laughs> it, it was, I, I look at it like, whoa, I can't, you know, man, I always, wanted to be like Bruce Lee, right? That was always been a dream, been a dream of mine, to do some of the things that Bruce Lee has done with martial arts. And who would ever think I'd be doing it, man? It's like, I say it all the time to people. I'm talking to kids. I said, you know, there's a lot of things you can do in your life. You just got to stay focused and believe and don't don't give up. If you don't give up, you can reach your goals. Oh, that's awesome, man. And, and you mentioned uh, getting to work on that new film here coming up this summer is... is um that going to be something you're going to see more of and maybe doing some more films in addition to uh, the Tybo stuff? Yeah, I just got, like I, like I said again, I'm going to do a film called The Circuit, right? And uh, 
that will start in June, and then after I finish that film, about six weeks later, I'll, do, I'll start an, another film. So the, the opportunity is coming back where I can do some film, and that's really, I wanted to do that a lot. That was, that's my dream, is to be, I want to be a martial arts action star, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and get that opportunity to get out there and do film. So I have two films coming up pretty soon. Well, again, uh, Billy, it's great. Everything's going so well for you. Is there anything else maybe coming up we didn't talk about or something we should be looking out for? Uh, yeah, I got a brand new workout. I'm looking forward to uh, I can't say too much about it. I have a brand new workout that's going to come out. And uh, I, I, I believe that it's going to give people who never worked out before that want to work out, give them a chance to work out. And then people who have worked out, it'll give them a chance to increase themselves in a cardio strength training workout. So, uh, it's really awesome. I've been working on it for several years and, you know, I've been trying it out on people, you know, cause I use, when I have my studio, I use my studio for a trial place to see how it works with people. And it's done good results. Got some good results coming behind it. So I'll be looking forward to being able to introduce it to the world. And so, and then also I got a, got a job working for shoot shop HQ. Looking forward to go. I always go on every month and I'll do a, you know, one of the pieces of exercises equipment. I go in there, I get people, you know, a chance to try out the piece of equipment. If they buy some equipment, I get a, give them a chance to try it out. I'll give them a workout. It's, it's really awesome. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun working on the shop HQ, too. Awesome, man. Again, uh, Billy, it's awesome. you got so much great stuff happening. I'm looking forward to these movies we talked about and, you know, maybe talking with you again sometime. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Anytime you want me to come on, I would love to come on. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot, Billy. All right, thank you, sir. And again, that was the one and only Billy Blanks, the man behind Tybo. You can find out more at his website, TyboNation.com.
Hello, this is Crispin Glover, and you're listening to The Five Counts. Thank you. Then the two of us need look no Beside the window and the tears would fill his eyes For he'd always wave to daddy when he'd pull up in the drive 
Whenever he'd grow weary from standing there alone, he'd ask his mom, why isn't daddy coming home? Mommy, why doesn't daddy come home? One day when he was crying, his mother tried to share the many different reasons why his daddy wasn't there. But he could never comprehend the story that she told And he kept crying for his daddy till he was six years old If you have a little boy whose heart is broken too There's a way if you'll just pray You know he waits for you Mommy, why doesn't Daddy come home? Why are we here all alone? When he comes again, will he love us
Just her dollies, and she talks to them all the time. And I wondered, what does she talk about? So one day I listened, and this is what she said: I wonder who my daddy is. I wonder who is he? The man came by sometime, then went away. Is he the man? Telephones and speak so low, and mommy's voice is shaky when she says hello. Is he the tall man who held me on his knee? Is he the short man who fixed my Christmas tree? My grandma says he can't be found. He won't come back. Cause he drowned. Yet every place I look and every face I see, it's on my mind. I've got to find this part of me. Is he a car or own a bar or fly the sky? I wonder who. My daddy is until I die. Hi, this is Andrew Rock of King Diamond, and you're listening to Five Counts.
runs a shop. My daddy is a man who sweeps a street. My daddy is a lawyer in a court. My daddy is a soldier in a fort. My daddy plays the trumpet in a band. Daddy runs a busy hot dog stand. I'm sure if I met your daddy, I'd like him fine. But still, there's no other daddy. There's no other daddy. There's no other daddy. Took me to the movies, that race and A, you bet. 
So D is all he'll get. He tried to fix my dollhouse, and so he failed the test. I'll give him B because he did his best. The time I broke the window, and Mommy made a fuss. My pop took all the blame then. I told every kid, they said if he did, that's A+. Plus. On Daddy's first report card, he's pretty sure to pass. He's always doing something that'll make him head the class. Now he picked out my mommy, that's smart as you can be. So Daddy gets an AAA from me. For Daddy's first report card, I searched the alphabet. The letter good enough for him is not invented yet. I'm awful glad that Daddy is in my family. I hope that he can say the same for me. Well, you better get ready, son, because the five count is back. Happy Father's Day. Yes! That was our exclusive interview with the father of Tybo, Billy Blanks. Like how I did that? Yes. You're thinking, like, how does that one go with this one? Well, it does, because we said so. Just because we said so, he's all the, right? He's the dad of Tybo. He is the daddy of Tybo. <laughs> Just like Ton is the daddy of Great Radio. That's weird. Well, you know, it's a, a moniker that you've earned and have had for some time, and I don't see anyone knocking you off your perch anytime man, soon. Man, man. That's crazy. People love you, Ton. Or at least they they fear and respect you. Like me. <laughs> I love you like an abusive stepdad. Do you really? Where I have to say I love you because I'm worried you might slap me. That's I would never slap you, Dust. I love you like a redheaded stepchild. Man. And I wouldn't slap you. Listen, Ton, my beard might come in a little red, but other than that... It matches the drapes. You're good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> I know you appreciate drapes. If you're just joining us, Ton does not appreciate those with no drapes. He told me that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, What can I say? Uh, it's... I mean, if you don't have any drapes, I'm certainly not going to, like, be offended. But when I had, like, a long time, a long-term woman, I've, I, there's been long-term women where I've been, like, had the, like, I've talked to them and been like, hey, if this is the thing that you prefer, that's fine. But if you ever are sitting there, like, trying to groom things and thinking to yourself this really blows i don't really enjoy having to do this all the time just let it go it's fine like i'm cool with it it's just fine thank you ton i feel most comfortable around you well that's good hey we've got a voicemail on the five count hotline from nikki uh strum stromboli i believe is her government name yeah dude i like this person she seems like a really nice gal i wish it was her calling us earlier i I have some serious questions to ask her let's hear what she had to say hey guys it's nikki straussmeister and dustin you were right i am watching killing spree (laughs) my work was a little tedious today so i tried to throw in a movie to watch beside 
Good choice. Anyway, I'm only 14 minutes in it, and I'm just dying laughing. This is great. I'm all by myself just laughing. <laughs> From ladies stealing porn to, oh boy, something about a bald-headed guy. I'm not sure I can say it. <laughs> anyway, keep up the great uh, movies. Thanks. Bye. There you go, Tom. That's awesome. She was watching Killing Spree. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it was on Patreon, a part of the five count at the movies. Yeah, dude. We watched a film called Killing Spree. Thanks for watching that, Nikki. Appreciate it. She sent me a message and said, hey, I watched Killing Spree and I thought it was awesome. And I said, you know what? You should probably watch it without Ton and I talking over it. Let me hook you up. Yeah, it's even more awesome. And then I emailed her the movie and she was like, what? I didn't know you were serious. And I'm like, yeah, you're an associate producer on Patreon. Like, <laughs> we're going to help you out. We're going to help you out, Nikki. That, and you're probably the only other person besides Ton that watched it. So yeah. somebody should at least enjoy it. Yes. Dude, pat yourself on the back, Nikki. If you can't reach that far, ask your husband to give you a pat on the back. He's, you know, you deserve it. You seem like a cool person. She can't reach because she's so muscly? Yeah, baby. I don't know. I mean, I don't know her. I've never seen her before. Well, I saw some Facebook photos that you made me privy to. But that, I mean, it's all good is what I'm saying. Just call us up and we'll talk about it, Nikki. Ton, everything you're saying is all good all the time as far as I'm concerned. Good. You know what? I would reckon to say that was even the case you know probably like 10 years ago really yeah i mean if you had to put me on the spot i'd probably say that you'd say that 10 years ago well ton this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history wow i know right i'm bringing that back yeah please don't listen ton (laughs) you're not gonna believe this 10 years ago this week in five count history? Yes. It was Father's Day. Whoa! I know, right? Holy cow. Holy Listen. potatoes, as my four-year-old daughter says now. June 18th, 2011. And this uh, was a twofer. Two exclusive interviews in the same show. Wow. All for Father's Day. Guess who the first person who joined us was? No idea. Uh, five-time world tough man heavyweight champion and former IBA super heavyweight title holder, Butterbean. Yeah! Wow. That guy was uh, something else. He really was. We talked about his in-ring career. He was a uh, former WAA heavyweight champ. There's so many belts in boxing. Yeah, it's It's it confusing. It is very confusing. But uh, he did announce an open challenge to Mike Tyson, which I'm pretty sure has not been accepted yet. Yeah, it has not been. But he just uh, fought What's-His-Face on pay-per-view, so maybe now he can fight Butterbean. What do you mean, What's-His-Face? Are I you for- talking about Tyson? Tyson fought What's-His-Name, uh, the Roy other guy. Jones Jr.? Yeah, that That's guy. not even a What's-His-Face. Well, what are you talking about? Listen, it Roy is. Roy Jones Jr. is one of the greatest. I almost said Riddick Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Got, like <laughs> I said, I got a little confused. Wow. All right. Ton, we were also joined on the show, the same show, in the same show for Father's Day 10 years ago in Five Count History, actor Robbie Rist. Wow. Uh, he's known as a Cousin Oliver on the TV show The Brady Bunch. Yeah. He also was in Iron Eagle, 
He was a nice guy. He was the voice of Michelangelo in the Ninja Turtle films. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, we talked a lot about the Brady Bunch and why he's so popular in Spain. And then you ask him about his sex life and he got super irritated. Really? You remember that? No. This interview was, we were pretty obnoxious and yeah. I don't know why, but he was kind of not. He seemed like he didn't really want to talk to us, and then we were both kind of going back and forth. Yeah. I feel like maybe now that a decade has passed, maybe we should try to get him back on the show. Do it right this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him feel more comfortable. I don't remember that at all. Why would I have talked to him about his sex life? I think you asked him maybe how friendly he was with the other oh. the, the Brady gals. Yeah. I think you took offense to that. Also yeah. by you, I think maybe I meant asked him that. Okay. Well, whatever. You know, it's hard to believe, but we were actually way more obnoxious than we are today. We really were. We've been maturing as the years have gone on. You know, vastly maturing. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. We should get him back on the show. We really should. Because I don't think we asked him anything about Iron Eagle or the Ninja Turtle movies. I think we asked him nothing but Brady Bunch stuff, and then he got annoyed. That's We're very rightly possible. so. Yeah. But, I've, I mean, what would he have said about Turtles, right? Like, oh, yeah, I went in, I did some voiceover work. He was the voice of a bunch of, like, bumpers for cartoons, like really? Saturday morning cartoons. I wish I could get a gig like that, dude. I would love to I know, you that. talk about that every week. I would so love it. You got to make your own action, son. Like you were doing 10 years ago. Yeah. That was 10 years ago in Five Count History. Wow. Butterbean and Cousin Oliver on the same show, Ton. That's pretty awesome. Can you believe? Like, we've been making high-caliber great radio. I cannot believe it. And we're still doing it. It's amazing. We just had Billy Blanks on the show. We have Ton on the show. Who (laughs) else has that? Nobody. Name another show anywhere that does anything like that ever. None. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because it doesn't exist. It does not. You're an amazing guy, Dust. Thanks, Ton. You're welcome. Why do you say that? Just because of my dimples? or Yeah. I got two sets of them. Yeah. Two sets. <laughs> oh, man. Dust, guess what? What? I, don't, I feel like you might appreciate this. I feel like it's a little bit of a tie-in to to Father's Day because I'm pretty sure my dad gave it to me once upon a time when I was a kid. But I was going through my basement when you, since you had to bring up my sweet new entertainment system. I was doing that in my basement and going through the basement. And I found a box. I found a box. And the box was, was a mugwai. Dude, it was all sealed up, taped up. It was ready to ship to Brazil. What is happening here? You better answer this. Hello, caller one. Hello. Hi. 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 Nice caller to be talking one. to a live human being. Who are you? Dude, you <laughs> are talking to a real live person right now. Floyd Shouts does not leave a message. Ooh, ooh. I see how yeah. it is. You just kept calling and kept calling and finally you got through. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Dusty had to text me to poke the bear, so to speak. Oh wow, it's true. I yeah, he gave me gave me the Iggy. Nice, what? dude. What have you been doing? What's going on? 
Well, basketball has preempted wrestling for yet another Wednesday night, so I ain't got nothing going on. Wow. I'm wow. just sweating. You're just sitting over there sweating, sweating it out. Sweating. What do you live in a sauna? Making now? my own gravy. A sauna? <laughs> no, a uh, a really old upstairs of a house with no air conditioning. Oh, dude, seriously? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my own sweat lodge. That's awesome. It's like I have some kind of new respect for you, dude. You're still living it. You're doing it old school still. Wow. Not by choice. <laughs> did, 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 was there no AC ever? Uh, downstairs has two wall units. That's where uh, that's where the old people live. Yeah. Um, but upstairs, I get no uh, no concessions like that. It's the hottest place in the house in the summer, and the draftiest, coldest place in the house in the winter. Um, we still have those old school radiators here. Yeah, dude. Wow. Those ones that you can like dry your towels on. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I grew up so, with those. Uh, that's how we're living. <laughs> well, do you have a window? Could you put a window unit in or what? Uh, I don't have a big enough window for a for a AC unit. I got a fan in there right now, like a desk fan. Wow. Uh, that's about as big as it, as it gets. So. Wow. Yeah, the summer is a struggle for chubby kids. Wow, dude. Newfound respect for you. <laughs> well, it's about time. Wow. I didn't think you could respect him any more than you did, but here we are. This is crazy. I just feel, like, astonished. I feel like I want to just, like, bring, like, like buy a window quick and cruise over to your place and install it and get you a window unit and help a guy out. I mean, holy cow. Three months out of the year, I can tough it out. B.A. Baracus over here. It, it builds character. That it stands really for does. bad attitude. Yeah, it does. So, <laughs> Floyd yeah. shouts. We got to wrap amazed. it up soon. But I'm amazed. You guys got something going on? or the? Uh, well, we've got uh, the end of the show and then the start of another oh, show. Oh, oh, wow. I've called it the end of the show. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening. God. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Another Saturday night well spent. It's actually Wednesday. I was just joshing you. Well, I'm trying to keep kayfabe. Yeah, up. he's trying to kayfabe it up, Dust. Why do you got to be like that? That's why I said thanks for listening, Ton, because he couldn't possibly be listening because it's Wednesday. I was trying to make a joke. Uh-huh. <sighs> Floyd Schultz, what's the deal here? Exactly. What is the deal? Exactly. Did it, what is what is the deal <laughs> with Twitter and like come what? on man, come on. Can't we just all be friends? We need to address this on the next episode. Wait a minute. Does Dusty text you regularly just on the off season? Um, that's none of your business. <laughs> so you guys are tight. That's the thing. I don't text you enough, that's why. That's why you, you I, hate me on Twitter. Wow. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Floyd shouts. He's choked yes. up now. Can we speak to you next week about this? And by next week, I you mean know in like 15 minutes. Let me check my calendar quick. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think next week would work out good. Okay. We'll talk to you next week. And you and Ton can dash this out. Happy Father's Day. As to you.
Thank you so much. See you next week. See you, Floyd Shouts. Bye. Thanks for calling. Billy Floyd Shouts. Stay cool out there. I cannot believe that dude is, like, doing... Is that necessary to be beeping at me? Well, it's all you, pal. You have the controls there. Um, Ton. We have to play more music. (laughs) I can't believe he is chilling with no AC. That's unbelievable. So he's not chilling at all. No. Let's play a chill, based-out club mix for him on Father's Day. Love this idea. And we'll be back.
next song is for a very important person in everyone's life. I'm talking about my daddy. Get off my back, get out of my face. Go away, get off of my case. I'm sick of you coming around. Always putting it down, I'm telling you, Big Daddy I hate you, I hate you, I hate you Leave me alone, don't give me no flag Turn around and never come back I'm tired of you, coming around Always putting it down, I'm telling you, Big Daddy I'm not your little boy And more, more, more I'm a big, 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 
face Oh, hey, get off of my case I'm sick of you coming around Always putting it down I'm telling you, Big Daddy I hate you, I hate you, I hate you Big Daddy Get gone, man. Get real gone. can believe If you think that I'm a talking just to hear myself You just try to fluff me off and put me on the shelf Everything's gonna turn out fine But when you hear me shout you better fall in line I'm a whip cracking daddy I'll put you on your knees
and you'll be good. Listen here, babe, I want it understood. I'm a whip-cracking daddy, and I don't mean please. When you walk that aisle, just understand. From that day forth, you just got one man. I'm a whip-cracking daddy that you can believe. If you think that I'm a-talking just to hear myself, You just try to fluff me off and put me on the shelf. Everything's gonna turn out fine, but when you hear me shout, you better fall in line. I'm a whip-cracking daddy, I'll put you on your knees. from San Pedro, California, the Minuteman bass man for the five count. Listen up. Remember me and you talking about the time I couldn't remember, remember? Daddy-o, sure good looking daddy-o, always cooking daddy-o, ready to go, all the girls are baddie-o, daddy-o, you couldn't call him handsome but he's loaded with T-shirt and a great big smile There's something about this crazy kid we all love so When he's around the girls holler Daddy-o, daddy-o Sure good looking daddy-o Always cooking daddy-o Ready to go All the girls are baddie-o Daddy-o Convertible 
Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. It's Father's Day weekend. You know, happy Father's Day, dude. Thanks, Ton. I'm happy. Listen, I don't know why you started this wacky music, because it's time to go. I just want to say. Say it. Say it. I do really, in case this is like, in case this is 20 years later suddenly, and my daughter 
is listening to this show for some weird reason, I want her to know that right now she's only four years old. Right now, in the time of recording this, and uh, I really, I really enjoy being her daddy, and I just love her so much. And she is just so beautiful and a wonderful little person. It's, it's, it blows my mind, honestly. I was saying to her the other morning, I said, how did it happen, honey pie? And she goes, what, dad? And I said, how did it happen that I got such a wonderful little daughter? She just thought I was teasing, but I'm totally for real. How did it happen that I had her, little Sophia? Ton, I'd like to say that I'm very happy that I have you as a father figure. (laughs) You being the father of great radio. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you so much. I'm the Maverick. You are a Maverick in many senses. (laughs) Some dudes wanted to call me Maverick at one point. Well, I don't blame them. Some dudes I just met randomly, and they're like, can we call you Maverick? Hey, uh, the five counts over. Uh, Speaking of Mavericks, thanks to Billy Blanks, the Maverick behind Tybo, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. What a guy. Go to thefivecount.com and listen to a million hundred thousand other episodes. And also go to Patreon and support us. We're both fathers and we need the money. Yes. So thank you so much to our patrons. Thanks, Billy Floyd Childs, for calling in. Thanks, Nikki, for leaving us a message. And uh, we'll see you next week. Happy Father's Day.